Welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. Thanks for doing that. And we're going to go into Mark chapter 15 for our Daily Word today, and specifically to verse 5. This is Jesus when the religious leaders turn him over to the civil authorities, because you see, the, the Jewish leadership didn't have the, the right to execute their, uh, their prisoners. It, uh, it, it is, um, I think, important to note, because I actually didn't realize this until we went to Israel and we went to the home of, of Caiaphas and went to the sort of the bowels of the house. There, there was what is essentially a dungeon. Um, there, were, there were caves underneath, and, and this is where Jesus was lowered. He was lowered through a hole, not much bigger than, than a man. Um, lowered through, and that's where he spent this night after being so mistreated by the Jewish authorities and then now pulled back up after this long night in this, this dank and cold dungeon and taken to Pontius Pilate, the governor. And I want to call our attention specifically in, in chapter 15, verse 5, uh, to verse 5 here where, where we read, But Jesus said nothing, much to Pilate's surprise. So Jesus does not answer the accusations that the religious leaders are making against him and that Pilate is relating and questioning him on. He, he does not react. And it says much to Pilate's surprise. And I think that's understandable because I'm sure that everybody that came before Pilate that was accused had justification, had reasons why they should be vindicated, why they weren't guilty, and, and so on. This is our natural reaction. I don't know if, if you have ever been wrongly accused, but I suspect you have of something at some time in your life. And there is, there is this, this sense of justice that rises up inside of us and says, no, this is not right. I did not do this. This is not what, what I'm about and so forth. And, and, and it's surprising to Pilate given his experience. Maybe Jesus is the only person who's ever been silent in accusation. And the point here is not that Jesus is silent because he cannot answer the charges, right? It's not that he's really guilty and that he has, has done these terrible things and so forth. That's not it at all. The accusations that the religious leaders are making against him are not true. It's, it's being mischaracterized and so forth. The point is not that he couldn't. You know, Jesus deals so well with all of, of the religious leaders that come against him. They come trying to test him. They, they come to trip him up somehow. And Jesus handles them all and leaves them speechless. And certainly that could have happened here. Jesus could have defended himself. He would have been right to do so. It would have been within his rights. And, and he could have silenced them all. But he doesn't. Because the point was not about his vindication in this moment. The point was that he would stand in our place. You see, we actually do stand justly accused before God, and 
we, we have no argument on our own behalf. We have rebelled against God. We have broken God's law. We stand accused. And the reason that Jesus doesn't, doesn't argue, doesn't fight back, is that He was doing this for us. He was innocent, wrongly accused, but we are not. And we are forgiven because, because He who is wrongly accused died for us. He was, he was able, since He was innocent, to take our sin with Him to the cross. And, and I think that it's very meaningful for us to see that, that God knew that this would be the case. This would be the way of salvation all along. In Isaiah 53, 7, we read this. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearer, he did not open his mouth. This prophecy was fulfilled, and of course, it was not just, oh, okay, he was going to be silent, said, he said it, it's fulfilled, okay, I got it. It's the reason, that's the key here, the reason that he is silent, because he takes our sin upon himself. He was not trying to vindicate himself. He was bringing us a justification. He made us right with God. And I think that one of the things that should happen in us when we, when we look at something like this that speaks so clearly of what Christ has done for us is that there should be this, this praise and this thanksgiving and, and really this, this awe at the goodness of God. Because think, think about this with me. We, we are sinners. We have rebelled against God's law. And the Scripture says the wages of sin is death. And, and so the question then is, how will God make us right? He loves us and He, he doesn't want to see us perish. How would He make us right with Him? Some may say, well, He could just kind of sweep it under the rug. You just say, just declare that you're forgiven. But you see, that would not have fulfilled what is a part of the basic character of God, and that is justice. Justice must be met, but also at the very heart of God, there is mercy. And God is Himself. He is His very being, love. And we see here in the, in the sacrifice of Christ that God upholds both justice and mercy on the cross. Jesus takes the weight of our justice on himself. And he does that, he does that out of mercy for us, out of love for us, so that we could be saved. And so we say, thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. And until we get a chance to speak again, may God bless you and keep you.